I loved getting to know people. I loved engaging with them. I loved building that connection. And that's part of the human element that I think has transcended all of my startups and nonprofit is just like connecting with humans. And I think that's the, the core desire of every single individual. Welcome to Whisking It All with your host, Angelus Pizzito, co-founder of Whisk.ai, a food and beverage intelligence platform. We're going to be interviewing hospitality professionals around the world to really understand how they do what they do. Welcome to another episode of Whisking It All. We're here today with Zach Oates, founder and CEO of Ovation. Zach, thank you for being here. What's up, Angelo? So excited to have you. Yeah, um, man. We're stoked to be here. Yeah, we're just talking about how, you know, you, you're, you're going to fit in real well in Miami. You know, you got this colorful shirt on. You look great. I'm, I'm ready for you if, you if you come down here. I'm ready to go, right? I, I mean, I had someone come in to do my hair this morning. And, I love uh, it. I'm kidding. I do my hair. <laughs> it looks good, though. It looks good. <laughs> I love it. Well, Zach, obviously, we would like to start off the show with the most obvious thing, which is just knowing, you know, getting a bit of a story of what is Ovation. So just quick intro, we'll go into more detail, but from your point of view and for our listeners, what is Ovation? So in the hospital, first of all, I grew up in hospitality. I, um, my first job was at Friendly's. My dad, when he retired from the NFL, he got into restaurants. He uh, was an investor in a restaurant. So I was able to see restaurants from a young age. Um, and one of the things I saw was that the guest experience is so critical. And yet you look today and there's really two ways to do the guest experience. Either one, a very unscalable one-on-one touch. It's hard to, it's hard to do that. It's hard to manage it. Uh, you don't get data from it. Or two, are these long, annoying surveys? Nobody likes to take these long surveys. And yeah. so looking at my experience in uh, building startups and in algorithms, I, I saw that there was a lot of data out there. And I was like, I wonder if there's a way that we could create a frictionless system to get feedback from guests and resolve that or drive revenue from that if they're happy and give restaurant operators all of the data they need to take actionable insights to get to the root cause of what's going on uh, to figure out how to improve each location even if they're in the hundreds or thousands of locations and uh, so the the you know ovation was was born that yeah, that idea and since then we have been you know we we now work with thousands of restaurants all around North America, um, working with some incredible brands. And we're really focused on doing just that, making sure the guest has an easy way to give feedback, making sure it's super simple to respond to that guest, to help them feel heard mm. and giving the operators all of the data they need. And this is done with the power of algorithms and, and our AI. And because we want to, because we're so focused on the restaurant space, we can get very specific and we can um, really hone in to exactly what each restaurant operator wants to know about their locations. Now, I could ask every single person, was your order accurate? Or you could use our algorithm that we've that we've built over years of being in the restaurant industry. And we literally, to, to build the data set about this uh, with our algorithm, we hired people 
full time every single day. We had a whole team of people and all they did, Angelo, was read restaurant feedback and categorize it based on uh, what what people are typically asking with long surveys. And what we found is when you get enough data that and, and Ovation is uh, unique in the approach that we get more data than anybody else bar none no one else has a higher guest engagement rate with feedback than ovation nobody period i have never come across a company that can get more a higher percentage of guests to engage with their feedback when you get that much feedback and you couple it with public online reviews you can get a super rich data set so i could know hey my sheboygan location needs to get retrained on how to make a pizza properly because they're overcooking their pizza you can get that specific with just unstructured data as long as you know what you're doing and and luckily uh we do so anyway that's that's that. a little bit about ovation what we're doing and man it's exciting it's it's uh, a lot it of fun it is exciting, and we'll definitely dive more into it. It's funny one one thing you mentioned right away, you know, triggered a thought, and it, it's funny to to touch on whisk real quick. Is you know, kind of on the boring side of things, back a house and boring but necessary inventory, costing all that. And one of the things that comes up, and you nailed this point about what do you do with the data? And on the inventory side, in the early days, we used to meet people. Oh, we do it on pen and paper. We do it on Excel. I'm like, okay, you do it, so it's better than not doing anything. But what do you do with it? Nothing. We just do it because our boss tells us we got to do it. But it's like. But what's the point? If you've got an inventory report and you're not doing anything, you're not helping yourself order re- better, you're not helping yourself understand what's your dead stock or what, you know, like what's the point? And, and I think you nailed it there is even for people who have, you know, potentially send surveys, if no one's has the time to distill that data and do an action, in a sense, what's the point, right? So like, right. I, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, because if you think about the guest, and this is something that, maybe I'll just give this one last piece yeah, and then we could, please, we could please. jump in. I, I always tell people that w- when you when you're looking at the guest experience, the very first thing you need to do to get people to come in a couple of times is you got to be convenient. And convenience is actually the factor of expectations versus effort. Mm-hmm. That's what convenience is about. Is it is it convenient to go to the French Laundry? No, but why do people go? Sorry, is it is it a lot of effort to go? Yeah. But the expectations are so high that it it surpasses that convenience threshold, mm. right? So as you look at it, like what are the expectations? What are the effort? Those two factors play into convenience. You've got to be convenient. You've got to be in a good place. You've got to have a good online ordering system. You've got to have a good-looking brand. You have to set the expectations to exceed the effort to get somebody to come in once or twice. Mm. Now, if you want someone to come in a few times, you've got to be consistent. You can't you can't have a great chicken sandwich one day and a crappy chicken sandwich the next day because if they come in a couple of times and they have two drastically different experiences right. chances are they're not coming in that third time right but that's only going to get people in a few times angelo if you want to get people to come in for a lifetime if you want to create the type of five star rev- reviewing uh you know, it's my birthday party ordering, office party catering kind of loyalty. Do you need more than just convenience? You need more than just consistency. What you really need is connection. And when you can build that connection with a guest and to help them feel important, mm. you have won a fan for life because 
we, we need to take our minds out of the fact that we are serving customers. And, and I like it when people say we don't have customers, we have guests. I think that, I think that's good, but I want to take it one step further, Angelo. We don't have guests. We have humans mm. who happen to be eating our food. And what I mean by that is you can't think of them differently because they order on DoorDash or because they walk in or because you see them on the street or because you meet them at a party or because in the case of you and your wife, you meet at a wedding, right? Like, right. It's all about human connection. And so if you think about that, then you could realize, okay, uh, wow, this, this Angelo guy is like really pissed off that I missed his fries. Like Angelo, calm down, right? Because <laughs> Angelo gets on this crusade where he's leaving a review on Yelp and <laughs> leaving a one-star review on Google and he's emailing in and he's, mm. he's Instagram story about how pissed he is. It's like, Angelo, we missed your freaking fries. It's $2. But what is Angelo wanting? Angelo feels like, man, I, this just is showing that this restaurant doesn't even care about me. How do you not care about me? Like I'm in, I should be important. And so mm. it's not about the fries. It's about how they feel. Mm. And that's what ovation is all about is helping to drive that connection to measure that consistency and to improve the reviews so that way you can exceed, uh, raise up the expectations and more people are coming in. I love that. I love that. Really well said. And, you know, a big, a big curiosity of mine is always understanding, you know, how people got to where they are today. I love chatting with entrepreneurs. I love chatting with people in the hospitality space. Those who combine is, is even better for me. But in general, <laughs> I, I love chatting with entrepreneurs and I love to understand the story behind it. And you kind of touched on it, but I just wanted to go a bit deeper if you want to just share a little. I know you mentioned, hey, you've always been in restaurants. You dropped a bomb about your dad being in the NFL. So I didn't, I didn't know that. So I'd love to hear about that. But I'd love to understand a bit about your experience leading up to Ovation. When was your kind of, you know, what did life look like? And when was your aha moment of like, we need to do this better? Yeah, so I I had previously started a nonprofit and and two other startups sold those. Um, the nonprofit had run its course. It was a you know really great experience. And but what I realized from all that is like, oh wow, like I could do stuff. Like you can, <laughs> as Steve Jobs puts it, you like push here and something happens over there, and like you put like you can make an impact on the world. And and I right. thought that was really cool. My first startup is I developed an algorithm to translate so unstructured social media data into gift recommendations, right? Oh, wow. uh, sound familiar. It's like unstructured feedback data into restaurant operations right. improvement, right? Like the, the concept of that algorithm um, has remained the same. But anyway, I ended up selling that algorithm. And when it comes down to it, I was like, wow, this is really fun. But man, startups are hard man, this is a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. So I went and I got my MBA because I'm like, maybe I can just go get a job and be happy. And I, and I did that. And then I did uh, consulting for four years for both an international nonprofit as well as, um, you know, Fortune 50 companies doing guest experience consulting. And I was like, man, if startups are hard, this is not fun. <laughs> Pick a poison, and, right? Hard. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back into startups. And That's this is awesome. an idea that I had been working on and talking to people about for a long time, doing a lot of customer research. Um, because most other, you know, every other feedback company, what do they do? They start with the, pers the person that's going to buy it and says, hey, what data do you want? Okay, great. Let me cram that down the, your guest's throat. 
and get them to give it to you. I started with a guest and I started interviewing people and just started saying, how do you want to give feedback? Why do you give feedback? What does that look like for you? How do you want to feel after you give the feedback? What do you want to happen with it? And, and realizing, let's start with the customer and let's see what they want. And then let's go to the manager. Okay. When feedback comes in, how do you want to be able to respond to it? Do you want to respond to it? What does that look like for you? How do you manage this? And then we went to corporate and went to these larger brands and we said, okay, what type of questions do you want to ask? How do you, um, how do you want to get visibility into the locations? And so by going the exact opposite way of every other feedback company, we've been able to create that, you know, create a, a different approach to what feedback is. And, and that to me, like that journey of seeing these fortune 50 companies, how much money they were investing in the customer experience. I mean, millions and millions of dollars. And I'm like, uh, how, like there, there's got to be a better way. And so by creating ovation, I was able to create a system that was able to reach a lot more people and be a lot more attainable. So you don't have to have an entire giant department um, just to of data scientists to, to pull through the 0.1% of customers that are completing your dumb survey. You know right. what I mean? Like you could yeah. have something much easier, much more attainable. And that was the impetus. And, and one of the things that for me, like one of my, um, my life mantra is to choose to live an extraordinary life when ordinary one will always be waiting, right? There's always going to be that ordinary there. And one of my biggest missions in life is to build value. And I just love that we're able at Ovation to build some incredible value. I love getting these emails, these text messages. Uh, I get tagged on LinkedIn all the time of people just posting about how Ovation has helped them in their business. And man, Angelo, like nothing, nothing gets me more excited than that. That's awesome, man. That's, that's uh, being an entrepreneur. I can attest to that feeling of like a, you know, building something out of nothing, I think is super gratifying. And then having someone use it is like step two, but then step three to your point is having them love it. You know, it's like, yeah. I kind of see it in three stages. Step one, wow, something out of nothing is real. Step two, it's like someone's using it. Cool. There's some value. And then step three is like, wow, they actually like it, which is you like, know, I, I remember. So when I launched that first company, that, that algorithm that I did uh, with the gifting algorithm, we launched it. I was at TechCrunch disrupt in San Francisco. I'd never really been to a trade show before. And it was just bonkers. I mean, we got so much love at TechCrunch disrupt. So many people were so interested. Um, and then we actually got featured in Mashable. So Mashable oh, wow. did a whole piece about us. And that was crazy. I mean, like the site went down. <laughs> I had I had the CMO of uh, Sears and uh, Zappos. And I had Disney executives reaching out to me to be like, hey, I want to see this. I, you know, And then um, it was cool. It's this guy tweeted at me from India. And he was like, when, when we got our site back up and he's like, Hey, I just want to let you, I just wanted to say thank you for your website. I found the perfect gift for my girlfriend that I, that I was like stumped, you know, stumped on. And so just thank you. And it was like, Holy cow. Like this guy in India is using this algorithm from like this kid in Utah. I was living in Utah at the time and launched in, you know, uh, 
San Francisco. It was just like all these crazy things that were that just like really got me stoked to see like to your point not only did we launch it not only are they loving it um not using it but they're loving it and then i remember i got i was at a, in a meeting i get a phone call um and they they called and they called back and they called back so i stepped out and i took it and i remember i was in the parking lot and i was like hello they're like hi this and such and such this is so and so with uh such and such magazine and i just wanted to we, we wanted to do a piece on you and your company and i was like Oh, okay. Like, like, can we set up a meeting? I was like, yeah, sure. Da, 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 great. This is when I could do it. I was like, wait, by the way, you cut out what magazine? And they were like, oh, this is Wired Magazine. And I'm oh, like, wow. <laughs> like, like what, what Wired Magazine? They're like, like Wired Magazine. I'm like, oh yeah, cool, cool. I hung up the phone. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to downplay it on the phone, you know? Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I'm, I'm, uh, I could fit you in between the New York Times and the Washington yeah, yeah. Post. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it was just, it was a cool moment of like awesome. truly f- seeing that Steve Jobs thing of like you do something and like the world reacts to it. That's so cool. That's so cool. And, and you know, taking a step back, obviously I was, I was doing a bit of research online and one thing that came out that I, I I had to ask you, so hopefully you don't, hopefully it's not an annoying question, but I know you had a story on how you went on a thousand dates before meeting your wife. I have Dude. to ask you about that and how that, <laughs> that, that shaped your perspective on, you know, relationships, both personally and, you know, probably professionally too, right? Oh, totally. I mean, I do a session. So I, I do a lot of public speaking. And one of the sessions that I do is called dating your customers. And it's about how do you become a great first date, a great second date, a great relationship Mm. with the customer. And that's been, um, but that whole concept though is like based off of my experience in dating. So I, to your point, I went on over a thousand dates before I got married. I had a blog about it. I used to do like a, a YouTube series where I'd get into a hot tub and talk about dating. Um, like the ultimate of just, weirdness uh douchery (laughs) and so i was like so i had this blog had these videos and then a publisher reached out to me and was like hey have you ever thought of doing a book and i'm like oh yeah i had and then they so i ended up you know doing a book with this publisher and and it's called dating never works until Mm -hmm. it does and it's a hundred lessons from a thousand dates and it's been uh you think they're on their sixth printing of that book right now so it's it's, you know it's been great it's it's our date uh date night budget um, that we use and just, it was a fun experience to do it and to put these life lessons that, that I've learned from my experience, as well as, you know, learning from others about dating. Now I'll give you the punchline to it, Angelo, uh, save yourself the $14 and here's, here's the book. <laughs> so the, the hundredth piece of advice in the book is don't take other people's advice with dating mm-hmm. because the whole concept is give love a chance Give love a chance and two, do what the best version of you would do. If you took the previous 99 lessons in that book and you lived every single one of them, well, guess what? They'd be dating me, not you. And so it's like, do what the best version of you would do. And I think that's a good lesson, not just in dating, but in life and in business. Mm -hmm. What is the best version of your brand? What would they do in this situation? And how do we, how do you institutionalize that? And I think that's, that's really what it comes down to. And, and building, um, the importance of building connection and building it quickly, I, I think is something that I learned a lot, uh, about in my dating career, which was, 
um, long and expensive and very little benefits, but it was, it was <laughs> so much fun to meet people. And I loved getting to know people. I loved engaging with them. Um, I love building that connection. And that's part of the human element that I think has transcended all of my startups and nonprofit is just like connecting with humans. And I think that's the, the core desire of every single individual. Um, but it's just hard to do sometimes. Fair. And I got to ask you this. Did, did you have a way to collect good feedback on those 1,000 dates? <laughs> do, do you know what? That's actually a great question. So I don't talk about this very often, mm -hmm. but um, I do talk about it in my book where when I would, when there would be a breakup conversation, I literally would ask, okay, so now that- L Log into Ovation. Can you not? <laughs> On a scale of one to five, how good of a boyfriend was I? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would ask people when things were kind of at, at done, and especially pe people that I really respected, right? Because there were some people that I dated where it was kind of like, all right, we're we're parting ways because like you turned out like this just turned out not to be a good fit. So your yeah. feedback is not super important to me. Like uh, I'm not your demographic. You're not mine. Like right. I'm McDonald's and you're looking for Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Both are fine, but we're just not for each other, right? Um, so I would ask him a lot of times to say, Hey, now that like things are done, do you mind if I just kind of switch gears and can I be selfish for a second? Can I just ask you, what could I do to improve? That's amazing. Like, and I asked that question to every single person who broke up with me pretty much. That's amazing. And, and that was really, really helpful. Um, so whenever I got dumped, it was always like, okay, now, uh, here's That's our one-on-one. So -on -one. I would love to get yeah. some, some, what was uh, the reaction? Feedback. I imagine, I imagine like it must be kind of like, I mean, you probably got really good at it, but what was the, the reaction on the other side must've been like, this is weird. No one's ever asked for feedback before. Like, I feel yeah, like it's that, not that common, right? No, that's true. Like I, I got a lot of people who would, um, they weren't quite sure how to respond to it, <laughs> but it was, it was really funny though, because I remember one person, I was just like, I, I had, I had been kind of wanting her to break up with me. I was just too chicken to break up with her. Uh, and yeah. so I made up some lie about how I hated Christmas. And so we had this whole conversation and then she just, by the end of it, she was like, look, this is, is it going to work out? It was like, the, for her, it was the brick that broke the camel's back. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta be honest with you. I was like, I actually do like Christmas a lot. I think I just wanted you to break up with me. And she's like, you have issues. I was like, can we talk about that? <laughs> can you tell me more about my issues? <laughs> oh my God. But That's anyways, awesome, that, yeah. So feedback and I still do it with my wife. I mean, we have, um, we, we do what we call hot tub Sundays and, and we get in the hot tub and we, um, chat about, you know, the, the day I say, here's what I appreciate about you from this week. She says what she appreciates about me. I ask her, what can I do to improve? She asked me, what can she do to improve? We go over the schedule finances and any goals that we have. Wow. And so we do those five things every Sunday that I'm home. And we've done that since we got engaged and just having that like quick feedback loop, right? It's not a hundred questions I'm asking yeah. her. It's just, what can I do to improve? And if there's something she could tell it to me, right? Cause that's the one thing about long surveys too. You take a long survey. What's the likelihood you're going to take that same long survey the next week? Oh yeah. You're like, forget it. Yeah. Like no. But if it's, if it's a really quick survey, it's two questions. What we're finding is people are willing to give feedback really often, that's all, but that's you smart, just yeah. have to make it frictionless. And so that's, that's, that's the one thing is I feel like too many, too many relationships rely on like these big drawn out conversations 
of, okay, can we sit down and talk? Just, just talk every week. Just, just have that little conversation as, and as little things come up, they'll let you know. And if not, then sounds like you need to have a bigger conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense. And it's funny. It's kind of like, I think of it almost as like, you know, taking an at, at bat, so to speak. And it's, it's almost like if you do it every week, it's a lot easier to course correct. If you do it like once yes. every six months, you're like, oops, like, then, you know, then you're was, already I'm, in the rut. Yeah. You're like, oops, I'm off by 200 miles, like, you know, on my ship versus like, if you're looking at it every week, you're like, all right, we're a bit off, but we're, we're heading in the right direction. You know, exactly. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. And, and so going back to ovation, I love the idea the human element, getting that feedback, making it frictionless. What does it look like? Maybe just to jump in. I'm curious to know, like from the restaurant's point of view, they're like, okay, this sounds interesting. And we have a lot of restaurateurs obviously that, that, that listen to this and on our newsletter as well. So for them, for the people listening and they're like, oh, this, this sounds interesting. Like I would love to collect more customer feedback. Can you walk us through like the journey? Like what, what is the product actually look like? What do they got yeah, so to do to, let's you know? start with, let's start with the guest. Okay. Sure. Now, if you order online, um, through one of our 50 integration partners, ranging from Incentivio to Olo to Toast, you know, all, all of these online ordering loyalty platforms, mm -hmm. we'll send them a direct text message saying, Hey, how was everything, Angelo? Can you answer two questions about your experience today? Mm -hmm. Really, really simple. And let's say that, um, you know, Angelo didn't order online. Let's say Angelo, uh, just, you know, called in an order for the pizza box, right? Well, here we have, I have a pizza box behind me and on the pizza box, there's a QR code and it says, how do we do two questions with a QR code? That's it. Really, really simple. Um, let's say that you're dining in. Maybe there's a flyer on the table. that says, how do we do today? Two questions to enter for a hundred dollar gift card or a sticker on the table. Um, let's say that you call to get to complain. Well, option three could be send me a text message to give feedback right? Cause we, we have our own, uh, phone systems oh, called nice. the tech solution. So, so whether let's say you go online and you click give feedback, well, boom, the, the two question ovation survey will pop up based on the location that you picked. And so whether or not Angelo orders, uh, whether or not he's calling in to give feedback, going online to give feedback, scanning the QR code in store on a box, on a flyer, uh, getting a text message, no matter how it is, you get to a landing page and it's really simple. It's branded with five emojis ranging from an angry face to a happy face and saying, how was your experience today? If you give a happy face, then we do things that are going to drive revenue. We allow that, you know, you could put that person into a text marketing drip campaign to get them to come back in and spend more. You can get them to leave reviews. You can get them to uh, buy gift cards, place catering orders. So we have a whole system designed to funnel those happy guests into driving more revenue. Now, if they didn't have a great experience, anywhere, anywhere from angry to like, ah, I'm not, not so happy, uh, we ask them what can, you know, what happened? That feedback goes directly to the restaurant. It could go to the manager, it can go to someone at corporate, mm -hmm. or it could go to the ovation team that can handle that for you. And then in two clicks, we have a response AI that you literally click a button and brrr, it'll read the guest feedback, knows who they are, knows who's answering that guest wow. and create the perfect response to click to that upset guest to invite them to come back. You don't even have to give them a coupon to come back. Most people just want to know that you hear them. And then what we do is uh, now 
the the you know CEO of this multi-unit restaurant chain logs in, and in the Ovation backend system, we have our algorithm takes all of that feedback from public and private reviews, um, from Ovation, from Google, from you know TripAdvisor, from Grubhub, and we crunch that all down into 34 actionable categories so you can get to the root wow. cause of what's causing things to go well and what's causing issues. And then you could take action and track the trends, set goals to track the trends and make sure that things are improving. We also are launching, uh, actually by the time this, this comes out, it'll be launched, sentence structure. So we'll say, here's a couple sentences of what's going well at your locations. Here's a couple sentences of what needs to improve at your locations. And so now what, what's actually happening here is corporate gets all of the data they need to make specific operational improvements and to track what's actually happening, to have that visibility. Managers have a much better beat of what's happening because we're actually sending them daily and weekly emails. So even if, even if you have us responding for you, your managers can get the daily and weekly emails of what's going well and what isn't. What's all the feedback? What are all the reviews? So they can see what's, what's going on. And then the customers, you're able to build that connection. So what actually happens on average is, uh, our, our, uh, customers will get 226% more five-star reviews. Their online rating will bump up by half a star. They're wow. engaging with 24 times more guests than they were engaging with before Ovation. And as a result of all of this, revenue goes up. We did a case study where we put in, in the same city, we picked half locations with Ovation, half locations without Ovation. After Sorry. four months, the non-Ovation locations had a 7% dip in revenue. The Ovation locations had an 11% increase in revenue. Wow. So it drives revenue. And, and here's why, Angelo. The average guest comes back 30% of the time in a given year. Okay. Very, very low. 30% retention rate is industry average. An upset guest has a 13% retention rate. If you use Ovation Response AI to respond to that guest, they don't have a 13% retention rate. They don't have a 30% retention rate. They have a 68% retention rate. The That's average guest, the average guest comes in once every eight months. A recovered guest comes in once every 1.7 months. They spend $5 more per visit. And while the average guest has a 1% chance of leaving a five-star review, the recovered guest has a 12% chance of leaving a five-star review. So when you look at the value of recovering an individual guest, it's astronomical. I mean, it's like 23 times more valuable than your average guest is a recovered guest. And that's that's, uh, the, the machine that Ovation does is just bringing in bringing in these these guests over and over and over again and building that connection and creating these lifelong fans and that's that's really the the crux of what they see and what they get at the end of the day right we we want them to connect with their guests to improve their operations and if you do that i promise you revenue increases that's so cool it's funny because you always hear the saying you know it's it's better to keep a or it's cheaper to keep a customer than to get a new customer but i think here there's that third dynamic where it's it's the best case is to keep the customer but it almost seems like the better case is to keep or to, to win back an angry customer almost right yes. it's it's, it's yeah. super interesting you, you're and it's something called the service recovery paradox i mean there have been there have been dissertations written about this 
an upset guest properly recovered is going to be more loyal than a guest that never had an issue in the first place. That has been proven over and over and over again. And it's proven in the ovation data, but we've been able to give actual numbers and data to it that it literally goes from 13% to 68%. That's so cool. I love that. That's amazing. And so typically, do you guys exclusively work with multi-units or do you have single venue locations or, you know, smaller venues, smaller groups that that also can take advantage of ovation? Like who do you guys really kind of, you know, work well with? Yeah. Um, someone who is a tech savvy, progressive um, single unit operator. Great. Come in. We'd love to work with you. Right. Um, you know, it's it's a very self-serve product. It, it, it you know, works really well. Um, but, you know, our specialty and where all of the operational data really drives things home is with multi-unit restaurants where there's just no visibility into what's going on. I can't drive to 10 different restaurants in a day to check in on everyone. Um, but when Ovation is there, you've got the entire customer base giving you updates on what's going on in real time. And so, mm. you know, we have customers that even though they have, you know, 20, 30, 40 locations, they still get every single piece of feedback to their phone because they want to, they care that much about the guest experience. So, and, and, you know, we work with national brands, um, some of the biggest you know, some of the biggest logos in the world, I promise you, you know them, but we've, we're under NDA because we're their secret weapon. And, you know, some of these brands that are so, they're so proud of how much technology they build internally, um, that they, they don't like to even share the vendors they work with, but <laughs> we're the secret weapon. We're one of, we're That's one awesome. of the very few vendors that, that, um, some of these large brands have allowed to integrate in with their system because it's just so core to what they do. So, you know, yes, we work with uh, the mom and pops. Um, typically, it's like you've got you've to already have a tech stack. You've got to really be good about um, the, the tech aspect of things. And for the larger, for the multi-units, if you care about the guest experience, there shouldn't be another option other than Ovation. If, if you don't care about the guest experience, that's totally okay. doesn't mean that you have a bad <laughs> brand, but just, you know, maybe a long survey will work better for you, you know? There you go. That's, it's it's super fascinating, and it's. I'm curious from from the the inside, right? So from the ovation side of you guys building the tech, building the startup, right? Like you know, ups and downs as as I'm sure every entrepreneur has. But one of the things in, in building a, a solid SaaS company is the, the the customer success side. You know, the implementation team and all that. So I'm curious internally. What, you know, cause, cause you guys are so good at, you know, your tool is so good at getting feedback. I'm curious, how do you guys manage the internal side of that? So like onboarding customers, making sure they're happy, getting feedback from your restaurants that are using the app. I'm curious to learn a bit more about that. So, so every customer of Ovation gets a, every Ovation user, um, gets an email daily with here's a summary of what happened yesterday and weekly of here's what happened this week. Mm. And in that email, we ask for feedback. So we yeah. get, we ask every single user, every single email to <laughs> give us feedback. And so we have a pretty tight loop there. Um, and awesome. then when it comes to like guest satisfaction, like our customer satisfaction, I mean, I tell our team all the time, we are not a technology company selling into hospitality. We are a hospitality company selling technology. Mm. And I think that differentiation is really important. And because I, I want to make sure that they feel like, 
you know, they're coming into, they're coming into our restaurant. Like we're helping them out. We are, we are there to check in on them. Um, we love doing table touches, so to speak. Like I pop into demos all the time just to say hello. I, I will, you know, I, I look at my head of CS and our CS team. And when I see that they're meeting with customers, I pop in all the time because I care. I, I just as if I were walking around the restaurant saying hello to people. I got Danny Myers book setting the table right back there. Right. <laughs> right. Just as he would go around the table, talk to people. I want to pop in on, on these meetings and say, hello. I'm constantly texting people uh, because I truly, truly care. And, and that goes from the top down um, at ovation. We care, right? Like we care about people's success. We care about restaurants doing better. We care about building value. And if we're not building value, we're not happy. And so, you know, there's a, there's a customer who, um, like things are going fine. They weren't mad, but I was so dissatisfied with, with how things were going. So I flew across the country just to meet with them. And even though they were like, oh yeah, like we, yeah, we really appreciate it. But like, you know, you didn't need to do this. Like we're happy with ovation. <laughs> I was like, if you're happy now, you just wait. And a few months later, they're like raving about ovation. And that's the kind of thing that that I love to see. Yeah, I love that too. And it's it's funny because I have a very similar mentality with the really setting expectations and then exceeding them. And just it goes a long way. Like even for us, we have when customers come in and they're just like, oh, wow, for whatever reason, onboarding. And I was never onboarded at this other company, but like your onboarding is so tight or, you know, hey, the setup took this long, but this was really cool with you guys. Or it's amazing. <laughs> we started doing daily sessions and someone's like, you're one of the first technology partners I use that just has like daily ask me anything that we just host, pop in, ask any questions, like things like that. But I totally agree. It's like if you can kind of surpass people's expectations, especially, I mean, in general for any company, I think that's, that's a win. But when working with or in the hospitality space, I think it's even more important because it's like, it's kind of in, in their DNA, so to speak. Yeah, so it's like yeah. receiving it back, I think goes, goes a long way. They appreciate speedy responses. They appreciate being proactive. They appreciate transparency. They appreciate these things. And I, I love, I love, I love that you guys are using all those things to your, you know, to, to give the customer the, the best experience they, they can have. Right. Yeah. And, and most people we have hired from the hospitality industry, right? Like, mm. Our head of partnerships, he ran restaurants, upscale restaurants in New York City for mm. years. Um, our director of sales, he literally was in the restaurant business. He owned a restaurant. He sold it. And then he came and worked for Ovation, right? Like his first day of sales ever was working at Ovation. But he knows <laughs> restaurants. He knows hospitality. And that's what matters. Like, that's awesome. I, don't need, I don't need to use like sales Jedi mind tricks to convince people to use it. I just say, hey, try it out if you like it. Yeah. And, it's, and you see it building value, then great. And 96% of people that try Ovation end up becoming a customer. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. And you know what? There's nothing better than like getting, you know, obviously you're, you all try to get new sales and you might do paid marketing, you might do partnerships and all these you know different tactics and that's normal. But for me, there's no better feeling than getting customers from customers, whether it's oh, right. expanding, right? Like multi-location, they're so happy they want to expand or just like referring friends. To me, those are my favorite because like, they like it so much, they're recommending it, or they like it so much, they want to put it in all their locations. To me, that's my favorite. Of course, there's other acquisition channels, but to me, that's it's it's also a profitable channel, but it's it's the most rewarding in a sense because you're yeah. like, we're doing such a good job that they want more of it. Yep. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And I gotta ask you this: as an entrepreneur, obviously ups and downs. Um, 
generally, right? Um, hmm. What was one? You, what, what? You, you mean like you mean like seventeen times a day? I, yeah. I remember I was talking. I sat down with an investor one time, and um, no, no, this was this was a, a real estate guy and a buddy of mine. We were out to lunch, and he does he does real estate investing, so his deal cycles are pretty long, pretty big. And he was like, "How are things going?" I was like, "Oh, well, we signed up one of our biggest deals." We um, had to let go our head of sales. We brought in a new head of customer success. Um, and, you know, we just uh, we're putting out a cease and desist to someone who's out there spreading lies about us. Like, oh, my gosh, it's been a busy month. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. That was this morning. That was <laughs> that was this mor- this morning. Yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah. I can I mean, relate too well to that. So yeah, the highs and lows they come and they come so quickly. Um, yeah, you know, I think the one thing we have five values at Ovation, and our middle one is the only one with a punctuation mark, and it's celebrate with an exclamation mark. And the reason that even though I put in alphabetical order, the reason that that has an exclamation mark and it's right in the middle is because that's when you need to celebrate. Don't wait until the very end. Don't wait until everything is done. Don't wait until there's no fires in the backyard because the backyard is always on fire. There's always some kind of problem in the backyard and that's okay. It's about not making sure those fires don't get to the house. Yeah. But just because there's something not perfect in the backyard doesn't mean you can't celebrate what's in the front yard. Right. And like, yeah, let's get some rocket. Woo! Oh, that's right? so cool. How'd you and, do that? <laughs> oh, you know, I just, well, I, I forget it all the time. Cause I count with like, when I count with my thumbs, Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I get these like reactions, but I think there's like, there's different ones. Okay, like it's happened this. to me. I didn't know how to repeat it. I did. I, that's what it is. I did it once. I'm like, what is this? I saw a thumb pop up on the screen. Yeah. So okay. Then, it's like, here, yeah. If you, if you, yeah, the thumbs up is that. And then like, yeah, there's, hap- there's, yeah, other, I can't oh, reproduce this, it, but this one, if you do the hearts, oh, wow. It, it comes out there, but anyway, that's so cool. um, it gets, it gets me so distracted every time. Like, I don't even remember what I was saying, but I no, think no. one day I was in the middle of a conversation like this and then balloons just started popping up and everyone just started laughing and I distracted everyone. Was it that? Oh, there you go. That's what happened. I probably said two. I was like, one, two, we got to really focus on. And it was just like balloons on balloons, the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, so uh, no, so I think, I think when you're, when you're looking at kind of like the, um, the celebration, Right. Yeah. I think that's what's so important in the highs and in the lows. Mm. And the other thing that's so important is, man, we cannot take this home with us. Right. Like we can't. Our families deserve better. They deserve more than being the the whiplash of the highs and lows of a startup. And not that you can't communicate things with them, but just like, you know, don't don't bring it home. Don't don't sit down at dinner and like you know stew over things the world will be fine sitting down to dinner with your family for 45 minutes right like just just let it be and i think yeah. that's one of the things that is so important with these ups and downs and making sure that everyone says uh everyone says burn the boats right and i guess i have a more pragmatic approach to it angelo i don't believe in burning boats i believe in hiding the boats Right. Because like with, with uh, ovation, I put a chunk of money aside and I told my wife, like, I, I'm not going to be getting paid for a while, but we have this money and this is the money that we'll live on. And when that money gets to zero, I'll go get a quote unquote real job 
as my mother put it for like the first five years of probation, right? <laughs> but that never happened. And we got down to, uh, you know, we had less than two months. I mean, I think we had like a, a month and a half of money left when Ovation wow. was finally able to start paying us. Wow. And it was, so it was, it, we cut it really close, but that's like that, that was game changer because she was not stressed out during the lows knowing that, Hey, things are going to work out because either he's going to go get a job and it might not be as fun, but he'll be home at, you know, five fifteen every day. <laughs> um, or he's going to be successful at the startup and I go either way, he's going to be happy. So great. Let's like, let's do it. And, That's and awesome. that to me, I think is really important way to navigate through the highs and lows of a startup. No, really well said. And it's so true. I think every entrepreneur can relate. It's just the, your story about that happened this morning. Super relatable. I think it's like the highs are highs and lows are lows, but something I got to do better. And you, and I'm glad you kind of mentioned it, but it's a celebration. It's sometimes, you know, that, that analogy of like, as you're walking up the mountain, once in a while, look back and see kind of how far you came. Cause you're always kind of looking on the next thing and pushing and putting, but like sometimes just take a pause, look back and like, yeah. Oh wow, this is the view is pretty nice up here and keep going. But enjoy enjoy the good times while they're here kind of thing and and there's always going to be things that fall through the crack absolutely and and maybe i'll give uh to wrap things up i'll give one tactic that that i've done uh this was something that was someone challenged me to do this 10 years ago and i've done it every single day since he challenged me to do it which was write two ways that you saw the hand of god in life in, in your life that day and so every single day I pull up a journal and I write two ways I saw the hand of God in my life. And it has been so helpful to that, to the point of like celebrating and celebrating the highs, processing the lows is, you know, to me, it's like, if you want to, if you want to see the hand of God, just look for it. Right. And now whatever, whatever that is for, for you, it might not be God for you, but that, that principle of gratitude and showing like, you know, finding things to be grateful for and yeah. journaling those things um, yeah. and journaling the things that you that you've learned uh, has been monumental for me. And I, I definitely consider myself to be a man of faith. But even if you're not journaling uh, has been an incredible way to, to for me to process and discover. I love that. And so I got two last questions for you. Right. One, I got to know what's next for Zach Oates and Ovation. Any exciting, you know, projects or, or goals on the horizon that you want to you want to share? Um, we are I mean, we, we've got some incredible new features that we're launching to the product to better help with goals, to better help with reputation management and responding to reviews. Um, we're we're constantly just obsessively improving the product. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that and the AI and making it easier to, to drive insights out of it. Um, in terms of uh, me, well, I, you know, we just uh, in December, we moved into a new house. And so we built a house from scratch and it's been oh, wow. so cool to be able to, you know, move in and, and uh, see this dream become a reality. And, That's you know, awesome. I got, I got a nice hot tub, which was like my very <laughs> first purchase of the house. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to, uh, I, I actually hot tub, like I hot tub every single morning. So I wake <laughs> up at, at six 30, awesome. get in the hot tub and that's my time for meditation and, and prayer. And I just, it's beautiful when it, before the sunrise, uh, that's and just great. seeing the stars and 
And then I love jumping in in the nighttime with my kids. And anyway, I, I love spending time with my family. So that's, that's what I want to do uh, over the next couple of years is just I love it. work on spending more time with my family. I love it. And the last question for you, Zach, where can people find you? So just plug for our, all our listeners. If you want to plug website, your podcast, and you have a podcast, your LinkedIn. Yes. So a couple plugs so people can find you and uh, we send check us out us, our newsletter as well. Yeah. Check us out at ovationup.com, like a standing ovation, your ovation up, uh, ovationup.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Zach Oates, Zach with a CK, Z-A-C-K, Oates with the E-S-O-A-T-E-S. And I, I post a bunch of musings and thought leadership there. And, um, interesting things that you can use to help grow your business. And then my podcast is Give an Ovation, the guest, the restaurant guest experience podcast, where we talk to industry experts um, to get their strategies and tactics that you can use to create five-star guest experiences. I love it. Zach, thank you so much for being here. Once again, Zach Oates, founder and CEO of Ovation. It was a pleasure having you on and getting to hear about your experiences and knowledge in the industry. Awesome. Thanks, Angelo. Feel free to check out wist.ai for more resources and schedule a demo with one of our product specialists to see if it's a fit for you.